All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. I like that Tyler's wearing a Jays jersey today. Baseball's back. Delicious, Tyler's delicious, excited. Delicious. We heard himself. Heard himself. What happened there? Is it a shock? Got a big shock. Yeah. Roadcaster. Strikes back. Doesn't want you fucking around with it. It knows that you were fiddling before. Yep. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 183. Bag Milk, Rick, Dan, and Tyler. We're all here. Break down the week that was for our beloved Edmonton Oilers. But first, we have to start off with a delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. 16 locations. More coming. Fort Saskatchewan. They're coming for you. Airdrie. Aaron Ridge. Kingsway. Get yourself some nudes. Delicious. I had some the other day. Hotbox crushed it. Crushed it. Did you keep Delicious. one to put in the air fryer the next day? No, I actually just murdered the whole box. That's fair. Nice. Sometimes Delicious. you got it. Yep. I still haven't actually air fried nudes leftovers, Tyler. Delicious. It's very good. I bet they would be. Yeah, I think a little you crisp. Um, the only problem for me is as I grow and become a bigger boy, um, my Delicious. appetite grows. So one box isn't enough for two meals anymore. Delicious. Wait a minute. When so what is it? What is your order now? So this Delicious. is, I would, I would do one box as two meals, but what, what? I would do is I would, but like I get, double, I get double beef. So I would get my box, but then I would also get spring rolls and onion cakes. Mm. Have to. So Delicious. then I would save some of half Damn, of the box off. for the next day. Okay. That, that's fine. I always have to get a box because I do get the green onion cakes and spring rolls. Yeah. And you kill those first and you're like, well, this is going to be reheated. So now what's the order, Tyler? Green onion cakes. Yeah. And uh Tokyo glazed double beef. Oh, nice. Good yeah. for you. And now I eat all of that. All so of it. General Sonny's chicken. 
Jenner Sunday chicken is delicious. Mm-hmm. That's the point. That's the pick every time for me. Shout out to Oodle Noodle. Tyler, what is the delicious, delicious. debate this week? I'm changing it up on you guys. Yes. We talked about doing something else, but now I'm doing something different. Okay. Yes. Predict the Eight Pacific points. Division standings and wild card spots. Oh, come on, man. Like, <laughs> Everybody's like, I don't even know what teams are in our division. So, okay. So I've got it up right now. So currently in the Pacific, as of today, March 11th, the mm-hmm. Flams, number one. Yep. Los Angeles, number two. Yegas, number one, uh, three. Wild cards are Nashville, 70 points. They've played 57 games. Mm-hmm. Dallas next up, they played 56 games. They've got 66 points. Right following there is our beloved Edmonton Oilers, 58 games played, 66 points. So I'm going to say the Pacific will go Calgary, LA, Edmonton. Wild cards will be Nashville and Vegas. How do you feel about that? So Dallas misses in your scenario. Yeah. Yep. Because they just lost. Hayskinen. Hayskinen. That's a big blow. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to cool off a little bit. Yeah. What's, what's your take? I am going to say. Huh, Calgary won, obviously. Uh, I'm going to go. That annoys me so much. Yeah, it yeah. does. Um, well, and there's one thing too, I, like while Tyler's putting his mouth together, you see how valuable OTLs are yeah. with how things are playing out right now. And, and the fact that the Oilers have lost in regulation more than the OTLs is just, it's making all the difference at this point. And that's why I actually think LA might be in a bit of trouble here because they got a lot of OTLs. Like mm-hmm. they only have one more win than the Oilers and they're five points ahead of them somehow. Um, I'm going to say LA slips. And so you got, you got Calgary one, Calgary, Edmonton, LA, Vegas grabs wildcard two and wildcard one will be Dallas. Nashville misses. Okay. So you've got Edmonton finishing second. I do actually. Yeah. I, I like that. I think when you look at the schedule coming up here, you know, the Oilers play Tampa Saturday, they play Tampa well, and then it gets pretty easy next week. And they also have two head to heads against the LA Kings, a head to head against Vegas, head to head against Dallas, head to head against Nashville. There's a remember, lot of opportunities for them to get hot. I don't remember the, what's the season series with LA right now? Is it one, 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 is that what it is? Well, you're looking at yeah, Dan, it's one, what's, one. Dan, what's your standings for the Pacific slash wildcard? Uh, well, I'm, I'm with Tyler on that. I think that the Kings are going to fall off. I also think that the flames are just too hot to continue at this pace. And, uh, as April approaches, their scoring seems to dwindle. So Come I'm going to say Vegas turns it on here, finishes in first still Calgary, not too far behind them. And then Edmonton right behind Calgary with LA in fourth. Does that, does that work? I don't really care about the teams that aren't in the playoffs. You need yeah. one more. Uh, who's the other wildcard team? I, I think that the, I think that the, uh, the central is, is bringing the other wildcard. It's either Dallas, Nashville, like pick, your, pick your choice there. Rick, what do you got? I just don't think that I don't think Vancouver's coming anywhere close to the picture. Although Vancouver's only two points behind the others right now, but that's a yes. different problem entirely. Rick, what do you got? Uh, oh, embarrassed with this part. <laughs> I'm just going to say I concur with first place. <laughs> not going to say anything more than that. <laughs> We're going to Calgary March 26th. Come with us. Yeah. And you know what? Actually losing that one game isn't the end of the world because I didn't think we we're going to go four and all against them. We'll probably go three and one. Therefore they're going to win while we're there. So I had to say, you know what? Thank you very much for that. That'd be nice. Backside tours. Go check it out. <sighs> we're going to take two. Uh, Vegas is injuries. They're going to drop a bit. I got the Kings uh, sticking out third and you're going to have Vegas and you're going to have um, 
Yeah, I think Winnipeg might be too far off by now. Dallas is running into some injuries right now, so we'll take Nashville and Vegas in the wild card, and then uh, Edmonton two, LA three, and uh, yeah, that's all I want to say. Tyler, what are you typing on over there? You're typing very quickly. Um, do you actually really want to know? Yeah, yeah he's like checking I'm into something. Uploading a YouTube video for Daily Faceoff. Okay. Vegas has got some injuries right now, Tyler. Yes, they do. What's that's going even on? more. The, I'm actually uploading a video. That's Frank talking about the injuries Vegas What's going is facing. On? What has Frank got for us? So Frank has reported that Robin Leonard is a torn labrum. Robin Leonard is now apparently back in Vegas and on crutches because yeah, he has a groin issue. Crutches, yeah. So he now is dealing with two injuries. Riley Smith is back in Vegas as well. A top six forward for them out. They already have Mark Stone on LTIR. They already have Alec Martinez on LTIR. Braden McNabb is on normal injured reserve. They're missing Yanmark and Nolan Patrick as well. They are missing a lot of regulars. Like if you think the Oilers have, have injury problems, Vegas is probably have, probably has it a little worse right now, potentially, I suppose, whichever way you look at it. Well, and I was going to say too, Tyler, like I've, I'm a part of some Facebook groups of the Vegas fans and man, is the sky falling in that fan base right now? Good. It's, good. It's uh, too much fun. Good. Fuck you. And Frank, 100%. Frank dropped an interesting little nugget at the end of the daily face-off show in, in regards to the head coach, Pete DeBoer and his safety. And I mean, <laughs> listen, we know or the new of. coach, huh? Or lack of a lack of safety, lack Ooh. of security. And Frank hinted, you know, man, maybe they play Pittsburgh tonight. Pittsburgh's playing really well. And Vegas is going to be starting Logan Thompson. They lost to Buffalo yesterday. Like that Vegas team is in trouble. Good. I'm glad they have to keep. How do they keep changing coaches as much as they have as an organization? Little to no failure. Yeah. But I mean, honestly, maybe Vegas, that organization is just due for a little bit of failure. They could use a good dose of failure. They could. And like you said, Dan, I'm like tired the of how much fun they're having. Fan base. I'm tired of how much fun they're having. Their schedule too. Like they get Pittsburgh tonight. Then okay, they go Columbus, then Winnipeg. But they get Florida next week. They go Florida, LA, Minnesota on a three game run. That's it's not enough. easy. Man, scoreboard watching is stressful. Are you watching? Yes. Oh yeah. I was glued to that Vegas Buffalo game last night. So you're watching the game though. Are you you cheering for a team? Yes. Cheering. I I was cheering for Buffalo actively last night. So I thought about this yesterday and I was like, I can't bring myself to cheer for a team because I feel like somehow karma is going to come back and make us lose because (laughs) of I could see that too, because the hockey guards have not been kind to us. No, I feel like they like to kick us. We treat them with kids maybe for like decades. They've just kicked us. Forget karma. Math is all that matters. And mathematically an Oilers win means you know, maybe a little bit more than these teams losing, but like, it's not that far off. Like Vegas losing is just as impactful as the Oilers winning. And you are passionate for math. Mm-hmm. I love math, but I was actively cheering for Buffalo last yes. night. I'm not a hundred percent. I'm actively cheering for Pittsburgh tonight. Yeah. In fact, I've put money on Pittsburgh to win on the money line tonight. Me too. That's fair. I just don't want to use up all my good luck on. Does uh, that count losses. as cheering for if I've bet on them? In which case I have a vested interest in that game. now. No, because we do this. Every, well, a lot of playoffs over the last <laughs> couple of decades. I'm not cheering for a team, but I am cheering for another team to lose. So I'm not, I just want to see negatives out of one team and I don't care what happens to the other team. I understand that for one to happen, the other has to happen, but I'm just in, I want to see one team lose. Ultimately I'm cheering for my bank account. Yeah. Dan, what do well, you think? Are you scoreboard watching? 
I, I, I'm not very good at watching other teams for the scoreboard watching, but I, I do check the scoreboard every night, of course, with hockey fights. And I just kind of mentally give that little plus one or that minus one when you see a, a victory or a loss that goes for or against you. And uh, it's always nice when you end the night up one or more uh, in these matchups, like you said, but I, I'm not with you guys yet in watching those games actively and cheering for the same. Like we're getting close to magic number territory. That's when the math really gets confusing for me. So Especially I, in hockey. Yeah, it's but never so uh, high still. Well, I was going to say, Bag Milk, I think you did find the gray area there, though, by putting a little bit of vested interest into the game. It gives you that single <laughs> event, you know, where you can just say, hey, it's all about the money and it's all about the bank. If you're listening, please leave a review if the bagged milk random button hits are annoying or funny. There's or no funny. way anybody's going to say they're annoying. You should make a... Uh... Actually, that's why I kept saying that's delicious today, Tyler. Is what it is. You should yeah, that's create, why. create a voting situation on Twitter, and I think mm. uh, people are going to find it funny. Probably. We're on it. This is one of those, is Chris thick kind of situations? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah and as we knew, yes. we found out Chris was not thick. 60% said not thick. That what were we talking about? A rough day for him. Scoreboard watching. We should have uh, someone on the social media team every day do a graphic of like, here's who you're hoping, who's you, who here's who you're cheering for tonight. Oh. See, That's I, what I makes get, the I get, playoff race fun, Rick. I understand that, but I get so invested in this. Like we've uh, we've entered the the point of the year where it like hurts my stomach to watch the Oilers. Win, lose, or draw. I'm going into the game. My yep. stomach's turning. I'm worried. I'm nervous. You know, you really can't eat. I Stress get it. levels it's, are it's high. Part, it's, part of the, it's part of sports. I get it. I'm ready to be there. But to add on to it by watching other games and like having a, a, a vested interest more than just like in the back of my head, I know what I want to see. But to get like <laughs> to put it out there again, like I like to think of myself as a player and like get up. We're just doing shift by shift here. As long as my game is good, I'm not worrying about the other games. Obviously, I want what? things to work for us, but I, I just can't. I need to keep my eyes on the next game here. What Rick is saying is for every Oilers game, he puts his heart out on the line and he says, I'm ready to be hurt again. But on night offs, he's not ready to do that. And I get it. I lost that thing back in like, oh, six. <laughs> Somewhere, it's cold and dead uh, yeah, not, oh, yeah, it's yeah. I don't know where it is anymore. It's, it's I don't know. It's pushing I, up roses somewhere. And just quickly, while we're on the playoff picture, I also think it's really important for the Oilers to get one of those divisional spots. Like I would much rather play Vegas or LA in round one than have to go up against the fucking Abs, who might add like Claude Giroux still. I think that. See, I'm not. I find that to be more problematic to think that way than cheering for other teams to lose because. Just get in. Yeah, that's a good point. Too. Just get in and oh, who knows what can happen. Such not well, the yeah, roster but... of just get in anymore. This is so no, I agree fucking frustrating. We're back here again. Yes, I agree with it you. It is. But I just I just you hear is, what, what it is where we are. You hear what Tyler's saying just because of the strength of that central division, there is a murder's row of teams that you'd have to go up against. I'm, I'm looking there. I'm looking at number one in the Pacific and I'm saying we just played them. We beat them twice this year. We just yep. played them. Wasn't the greatest game. Special teams. Special and, teams lost that game for the Oilers. And what were we missing? Nuge, Pugliarvi. Nuge, Pugliarvi. Bouchard. Bouchard, Barry. Barry. Like, we're missing, yeah. like, 
two, and I, I know he calling him a top four defense and he's not, but you have yeah. Bush is a top four. You got Barry. Who's whatever he is. He's he alive. shoots right. Yeah. He is alive. And you got two, you got two forwards who technically are top six forwards. Unless, you know, you start to like yeah. even things out again. We were missing a lot that game. We mm-hmm. and we were right the fuck That's there. That's why I'm saying like the Oilers, not just making the playoffs, but grabbing a Pacific division spot is important because if you, if your playoff route is LA Calgary in the first two rounds, don't mind that dude oh man like a, a a series against calgary is such a double-edged sword yep. like man does it sound fun boy would everything just be the greatest but when the game's not on my stomach would be doing like it'd be like yeah. simone biles just doing like somersaults everywhere <laughs> we need it though we as a fan base need can to we have just a get battle can we just get like, can we just get like an easy four game sweep over some shit team for once no you need that that dvd that stanley cup dvd has to have all the storylines that you can create right in 06 every round had an exciting storyline behind it and now we but should least, have the exact same but at least like anaheim was a five game you know, <laughs> San Jose was technically a sweep after they were up to nothing on us. Uh, early look at the voting. Do you like when bag milk pushes <laughs> buttons on Oilers nation radio or not? 55% say yes. 40% Whoa. say screw you, Tyler. What? <laughs> How are those the two options? <laughs> well, no, there are three options. There are three options. There's I don't know which one to vote for now. There's 5% that say no. Can you do a ANSI? Yeah, look, I think that's the move. So right now, currently, fifty-five percent yes, five percent no, forty percent screw you, Tyler. So the big guy is smoking hot. Thank you, thank you. And there you go. There's your oodle noodle delicious. Someone else says it's also fun (laughs) on better late than never because Tyler can't yell at you. That's right. I push a lot of buttons on better late than never. (laughs) I have my own soundboard, and I like it. Makes me happy. Do you think he yells at you while he's like listening to it? No way he listens to my podcast. It would drive me nuts. <laughs> yeah, it would. How do you guys find time to listen to all these podcasts? Is it like when you're like sitting down writing articles and stuff? I, I don't to listen a, to a lot. I listen to a I lot. I know of, I don't, but I'm not like, I'm, I don't sit down ever. Like, it's just not really in my life. I listen to a lot of podcasts and audiobooks when I'm <laughs> Sorry, driving. I'm driving. I listen to a lot of that <laughs> shit when I'm driving. I, I don't still really listen, listen to radio. I listen to a lot of AM radio while I drive. So that's just it. Like yeah. I have like a, like almost a schedule and it's usually all 1260 except for between 12 mm-hmm. and two, which yeah, I have so to go you to guys 630. Are, you guys are How dare. doing AM radio. I'm listening to podcast. That's all. Yeah, that's fair. You know, that's great. today you know, I felt like my life was a podcast. We had DFO rundown. Your life is a highway. DFO rundown was I'm from gonna seven to eight this morning. <laughs> all night long. <laughs> <laughs> then there was the live show. Then I did a Jay's pod. And then we actually interviewed Luke Robitaille for the DFO rundown on Monday. We crushed that out today. Did you ask him anything about the Blue Jays? Robitaille? Yeah. Should have. Oh, I don't know how you didn't. Him you and Gregor. Guy? Is he? I don't know. But you're like, dude, you're jacked up with baseball. You I didn't do the be. interview. Actually, oh. while that interview was happening, I was doing an interview on the radio on 1260. So I wasn't even really listening. Um, <laughs> oh. Unbelievable. But I, when I, I'm texting Gregor, but when I hop back into the interview to listen in Gregor and Robitaille, were talking about some old French TV show that was about a hockey team. Yes. And the two of them were like a cartoon. No, like an actual show. Do you know what it is? Bag milk. I think it was like the, the translation. No, it's the translation of like, he shoots, he scores. Oh, it's probably on like channel 12. It's probably on the, like, the French it's an old station. show, but Gregor and Robitaille both remembered it. They were probably watching the hockey sweater. <laughs> 
Probably. Fuck that's it. that's probably what it was. I don't remember what it was called. Anyways. It was the hockey sweater. But Gregor always lived on like a farm, right? So he had like three channels and one of them had to be the French channel. So that's why he had to like watch that. <laughs> Gregor yeah. started the interview with Robitaille by going, uh, you're like, we're coming up to the trade deadline. Now, I remember when you got traded the first time, Luke, because it was on my brother's 21st birthday. I was like, what an odd way to start this interview. Wow. That's an odd fact, though. I, like I remember the day I got my N64 because it was the day Todd Marchant scored in game seven in overtime. How do you feel about that? That's an odd fact. That must sense. have been very difficult for you. That is a very good day for young bag milk. It would have been tough though around seven o'clock because you're mm-hmm. all you're all in on the game and everything's so yep. new and you're but then you got the Euler game comes on, which you know, you get split in two at that point. I was playing Mario Kart, it was wonderful. Shout out to Mario Kart. <sighs> Wario is my guy, Dan. Just thought you'd like to know. Grant Ledger, way to turn. <laughs> Wario is your choice? It, at that time, yeah. As a yeah. 12-year-old, yeah, I liked Wario. Fair enough. Yeah, Grant Ledyard, he uh, he still hasn't turned around. No, he's still falling over. Yep. Do you think Ryan McLeod has got a little bit of Todd Marchant in him? They got a player in this guy, man. They do. Mm-hmm. Like, McLeod's legit. He thinks the game really well. Fact. His ability to get into the offensive zone, and he does that thing, right, where he flies up the wall, and the, the defenseman always misses him. He gets skinny against the board. Yeah. Somehow miss him every time. I it, mean, he's not a thick dude, but yeah. No, but it, but it uh, just the way he moves and his ability to always seemingly make the right decision with the puck on a stick in his own end, like, they got a player here. He's, Ryan McLeod's going to be around for a while. He's what, the Connor on the second power play, man. He's the drop pass guy. I wonder what his offensive ceiling is once he starts getting at bats in or like feeling comfortable. Is he a 20 goal guy? I, I think th- he can yeah, be. I think that's fine. What do you think for points though? If he's, I, if I think he's, he's a 20, 40. I think he's a 20, 35 guy. Yeah. Like 55 point range. Yeah. And does he'll he give become, you good, honest third line minutes. I was just, I was, I was wondering like, does he become a winger that, that then becomes a utility guy for them. And cause, cause like when you see him with Connor and Leon, he doesn't look out of his depth just because of the speed element, yeah. really. And he goes, especially, into the if they're gonna, especially if they're going to stack them like uh, Connor, Leon, Nuge. Yeah. Throw him up there. Why not? Got wheel, yeah, but it gives you so much versatility, right? Like you can, you can mix things around when you have him with the ability to play center. Nuge can play center. Dry can play the wing. Sometimes if you want him to like just so many pieces that can move around that, that makes you, that gives you a lot of dangerous options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you get a Ryan McLeod jersey? I would. What do you think here? Here's a question. What's his next deal look like? I don't think it'd be expensive. Or do when, you, when, maybe, is it, when is his next deal? Well, he's an RFA at the end of the season, so. Oh, he's going to be like one five or something. But do you saw, do you look long term? Are you going one I year? Try, I would try to do as long as possible. Yes, stuff too. I'm no, I'm down with that. I, I, I the smartest thing the Oilers organization ever did was uh, go exactly seven years of Clef bomb. So and what? So was that Cali Yarncroak? That was him, and he signed a six year deal. Um, back in 2016. So that would have been, you know, seven years ago, he would have been 25 years old. So a little bit older, but he signed a six year deal at 2 million bucks per. And he's just a good solid bottom sixer for the Preds at the time. Like, I wonder if there's that kind of deal out there with McLeod. I doubt it. It'd be unlikely. If I'm McLeod, I don't want that. But if I'm the Oilers, I'm pushing for it. Yeah. Like six years by (sighs) 2.5. That's a a super team. Sign him right now. And that's why I'm saying like his agent goes, you're not taking that. God. It I would bring him like half of that. Like the incentive for him would be brings him right to UFA. Maybe it'd be a five year deal then, right? So McLeod would be sitting there going, let's say it's five by two and a half per. That's going to be 12.5 million. It brings him right to unrestricted free agency. If you're a guy playing on a super skilled offensive team like the Oilers, where you know you're going to get chances, 
I'd be sitting there as a young guy going, you're going to guarantee me $12.5 million and I could potentially rack up the numbers and be a UFA as early as possible. Or you rack up the numbers on a two-year deal and then you sign another one for more money. But but again, so that two-year deal is only going to be for like 1.25 per season, right? Yeah, are you betting on but yourself? But the last four years could take you north of the 12 when you look at the six. Yep. Can are you betting on yourself Especially- or do you want the guarantee? But he would still be an RFA, even though he had, he'd have Arbrights at that point, he'd still be an RFA. So maybe he's- If he's putting up points and goals, though, even as an RFA, he still can put the boots to the Oilers if he wants. You got to ask yourself, when do you think the cap's going to go up? When do you think salaries are going to start going up? So if it's like three, four, five years, four or five years, probably. So again, if you're McLeod, you're going to guarantee me twelve and a half million dollars and I get to be a UFA when the cap starts going up. That'd be a great scenario for a young player. You're saying, I don't think that's you're saying three more years before we get some sort of cap relief and we keep spending our money again. Yes. Probably. I think Tyler's right. The they haven't even started paying back the I escrow. I understand that, but the Ken Holland had a lot of money to spend this year and he did he nothing did. with it. I mean, he Hard did a place. lot with it, but not a lot. That makes sense. It's disheartening. Anyway, delicious debate. Oodle noodle. How's How that? Are we 16 locations. All of our guys in there. Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> Everybody delicious. loves it. <laughs> upsetting. Yeah, we can get more Tyler Uramchuk math on that as we get closer to those times. I, th- I did my math, right? Five by two and a half would be 12.5 million. On no, we're talking about the bigger oh. dogs, the big dogs. Mm. Someone on uh, my Oilers Nation live thing the other day asked me, what do you think Bouchard's next deal is? Do you try to go cleft bomb route? With I Bouchard? would. Yes. Because you just, you ju- you're in the midst of what happens yes. if you just bridge too much. Yes, yes, yes. You do the cleft bomb deal with Bouchard because he's already leading your team in points. So seven by 4.65. Do you do it right now? Yes. Eight by four, six, five. Sure. Stack them up next year. He's running. Oh, sorry. He's not running, but he's going to be the, he's going to be the, the power play guy. His yeah. points are only going to go up. If you can offload Barry, I think you do it in a heartbeat. You, you, you just say, what's the long-term deal look like? But again, does Bouchard take that? I just think that you keep saying trade Barry, but I don't think anybody wants Barry. I There's rumors that he has. There is, yeah. Like, I don't know if it's you who said it. Maybe I heard it on the radio or something like that. But there is value out there for Barry. I don't think there's value out there for Barry, but I think you could <laughs> offload him. There's a difference. Uh, Rick heard you- it from Tyler and Tyler heard it from Rick. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. There's, there's people out there that would trade for him. I don't know if you're getting a lot for him, but I think at this point, just give me a guy who can play a solid 12, 13 minute. Give me a fourth round defensive pick. guy who shoots right. They need... I'll take your fourth round too, but then we have a bit of an issue ourselves. You got money. I just, I, I can't stop thinking about what our defense would look like and feel like if the right side went Larson, CC Bouchard, that'd yeah. be so much better. Or you, I mean, it can't work obviously yeah. because Larson left and blah, blah, blah. But you know, or if the left side of our blue line was nurse cleft bomb and whoever, I don't think the Oilers get enough sympathy from other people for the loss. that they just lost two of their best defensemen for nothing. And like through really no fault of their own, like Clefbaum not being able to play isn't on the Oilers. That's Larson not, Oilers. not wanting to be here anymore for the reasons he didn't want to be here anymore. That's not, is on, the not on the Oilers. Like that is the one area where you do need to give your right. Ken Holland a little bit of a break and yep. some sympathy is like, that was a very high end second pairing that they had. Mm-hmm. And it's just it withered away. And Barry was never going to be here. If Larson left or did not leave. I don't get that gamble. Even with Larson gone. I, you know, they just went with something. He went with something familiar, something he knew somebody who was 
capable of playing some sort of minutes because he saw it last year and it was a, a bit of a, a, a gamble, kind of like the goaltending situation. It's kicked him in the ass again this year. That CC signing looks great though. Yep. Maybe not great. Really solid. Getting one good rear out of him for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you like when bag milk pushes random buttons on Oilers Nation radio? Update. 43% say yes. Ooh, dropping. 12% say no. Mm. 45 say oh, fuck. Sir, it screw is. you, Tyler. <laughs> so. Do well, big guy is smoking hot. Do I have an image problem? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's dissect this. I think so. I think so. You are I the feel anti-fun. Like that's, that's, that's probably good for your, uh, your, your podcast, our bag milk. You can sit down and maybe put them on a couch and just kind of have like a, a, a deep dive into who is. Would you like Tyler another walkthrough on better late than never, where we can just really dig into it? Like a three hour episode. Not really about sports. Yeah. Just about but like me. lay down and then, you know, and, and let the doctor, uh, let the doctor do yeah. his thing. I just don't know when it took this turn. Around Jim Brown. No, I was, I was pretty happy on the, uh, no, I got pretty grokey towards the end of my radio days too. <laughs> well, Jim Brown was at like the beginning of your that, radio That was days. like a month into it. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Tyler, I, I feel like it's with your betting, buddy. When you're, when your betting is on a high you are a very happy dude. When it's fade your M Chuck time, that's when the rage and the anger just comes. Boy, isn't that the number one sign of addiction? <laughs> <laughs> just degenerate hood. That's all. By the Anyways. way, since we're talking, I just want to say hi to DoorDash. Hello. I'm Hello. going to be using you a little bit later, your service later, because it's Friday. I don't want to cook. I've worked enough this week. So ding dong, DoorDash. Hello. Maybe I'll even order some noodle noodle. There you go. Tie it all together. I want to go back to the schedule for a second because we were talking about it. Saturday, Tampa. Tampa just lost to Calgary last night. And the game before. Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey. I see nothing but opportunity in this four game run. Tampa is not playing their best. Last time the Oilers played them, played them very well, could not get a save. Miko's back in tomorrow. He's already been confirmed as a starter. Thank you. I think that's a good move. Makes sense to me. How many points would you be happy with over these next four games? Again, that's Tampa, Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey. I'm saying I want seven or eight. Maybe I'm just selfish. That's not selfish. I mean, part of it is where we are right now. And obviously they're in a bit of a pickle. Uh, You need to put together some wins here to make sure you can get get into uh, into the playoffs. I'm a six. I'm a six. I think that's reasonable. It's kind of what I want. And that leaves us with two, uh, maybe a disappointing overtime loss. And then just, you know, a, a really good game against Tampa Bay where maybe we, uh, we push them past 60 and, and, and doesn't go our way. Dan, four big games coming up for the Oilers. Tough one on Saturday against Tampa. Then again, Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey. How many points do they need to get from this four game set? Well, the need part changes it a little bit for me. Like, I think that as a team, they would be okay to get, you know, the five or six that you, you expect from a run of that many games, but yeah, with this team right now and seeing how they went out and shot the puck a bunch yesterday, if they keep doing that, then I say that they have to get, they'd have to get six or more because if you're coming out and you're shooting the puck, like Brad Malone did last night, last night, don't worry. We're going to get to uh, two nights ago. Yeah, I'm not, I know. I know we're itching to get there. I'm, I'm Dan's, waiting. Dan's been celebrating so long. He doesn't even know what day it is. I, 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 I like honestly, it. dude, I was almost happier for you than I was for Brad Malone. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and that's, and I appreciate that. And it's, it's fun to watch a guy like this, get his moment. We can get, we can get to that in a minute though. I'm just saying with this team, (laughs) with that shoot first mentality, having a period like they did that first period, if they continue to do that, this team has to come out with six, seven or eight more points. Yeah. Because very few goalies can do what Samsonov did to us that night. That was ridiculous. Can I, I just want to get this on my chest a little. Samsonov played great. Yep. He also got incredibly <laughs> lucky. Yep. Sure. There were yep. a couple moments in that game. How many times did the Oilers put a puck behind his legs? Yeah. Yep. Like that was fucking hilarious. Through the, through the crease. If I'm a Caps fan watching that on one end, I'm like, yeah, you know, he stopped 36 of 40. That's a good stat line. On the other end, I'd be sitting there being like, oh my God, he did not inspire much confidence in me. So if that was Miko getting that type of a game, we'd be sitting there going, oh, Miko was doing it, Miko things. It was like the game where Smith played against Carolina, where his stat line was good, but there was a bunch of saves where you sat there and were like, ooh, ooh. what the hell? Um, but anyways, they should have, they very well could have beaten the Capitals 6 2 in that hockey game. Totally. Oh, yeah. So uh, there's a couple of things from the Caps that I want to get to specifically, but Tyler, if you're looking at this next four game set, how many points they need? He's texting six. You need six. Um, yeah, I, I think that's gotta be the magic number. How many do you think they get? Eight. Ooh, I, like I like that. This. I think, I I like think we're going to look back. I'm in an optimistic mood today. Part of it is I'm trying to uh, change my image. Are you drunk? Um, <laughs> have you been drinking? I have not been drinking. What's in that water bottle? Uh, you know, Tampa not playing great hockey. Oilers on Saturday nights have been pretty good this year, save the last one against Montreal. Um, and then you get Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey. I think we'll look back on this homestand at the end of the year and be like, damn, that was the homestand that saved the season because they're going to rattle off five straight. They'll go out on the road to Colorado, Dallas, lose them both. And we'll be sitting there going, hey, they're not screwed because that homestand was elect. That's deadline day too, right? Deadline day in Colorado. And then the yep. next day in Dallas. So I'm just I, saying, start listening to Tyler's picks now because this positive Tyler, it's mm-hmm. gonna give him a new mind. I went three we for three this. last night, so giddy up. Do you, think any, do you think anybody leaves the roster in Colorado? Do you think there's any chance because it's deadline day that we'll get a soft roster because a couple of guys were moved out, nobody got here and t- obviously couldn't get there in time? No, nah, I don't think so. I, th- I think if it is, it's like a JT Comfer, like yeah. someone lower in the lineup. Like that's they're not no, making a big, no big enough splash. And didn't we not do this where a couple years ago where there was no games on deadline day? I think they did actually. And is this is like a two. COVID thing where everything's like condensed a bit again. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, this homestand, you got to take advantage of, uh, of the top or of these easy matchups. Like your next after Tampa, your next four home games are Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey, San Jose. Your three road games in that span are Colorado, Dallas, Calgary. Yikes. That Calgary is going to be like a home game though with the whole with other there. nation yeah. there. I don't, you look yeah. at the schedule and you see those teams like that. I look at it as opportunity where if you want to beat the best. You got to beat the best. Hell yeah. I'm just saying all they I, could, they can make I, life easier for themselves. If all they beat I see when I look at this though is fucking Chicago and Montreal. Yes. That's fair. Chicago times two. Oh, like I, that's so frustrating. And of course, give me all the big teams because that's when they step up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you had to have noticed a little sparkle in the eye of 97 and 29 after that overtime goal. Ride or die. Come on now. Connor calling Leon his ride or die. Just it made my heart so happy. Both he, of them are yeah. missing teeth. Both uh, of them are fucking looking good. Tell me you don't want Leon to go by the house next to him. They should. And they should still sleep on bunk beds. Uh, done. Sorry, uh, Lauren, and Lauren and Celeste. Oh, <laughs> you guys are out. We're bunk bed bros now. Or like bunk beds on game days. 
Yeah. So that thing, like, you know, the night before a game, they can like lay up and be like, they're playing some, they're how playing do you think some we're going to score tomorrow? Are they're they playing ever, some vids, having snacks? And Jay Woodcroft has to live with them and tell them to go to bed. Matching yeah, jammies. Say, someone's got to watch them. They're going to be up all night talking. Matching jammies He's the whole tired thing. the next game. I like it. Or they're playing guilty because they're tired because they were playing, uh, playing and vids, vids all late. night. Yep. Chell. Fighting, mm-hmm. Playing some chell. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were just clash of clanning, you know? Building some sweet bunk beds. Same clan. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I want to talk about the game against Washington because I thought from an Oilers perspective, that was the best game they've played at home in quite some time. 60 minutes of effort. Had it not been for weird officiating and a lot of luck by um, Samsonov. <laughs> well, I mean, weird to be polite. I thought that was one of the best games the Oilers played. That non-call on Zach Hyman goes down as... That's one of the worst which, non-calls that I've seen. Which in one? The first hook or the second hook? Ovi was fucking water skiing, dude. And there was, there was how was that ni- not even a that automatic was a ni- goal? That was a ni- it should have been an automatic goal. That was a breakaway empty net. That's a that's a goal. It should have been a goal. I was yes. yelling as almost broke my hand hitting the top of the bar. <laughs> yeah, you guys know exactly who I am. How that's not going to surprise anybody here. I was I was pissed, man. Like I was I, super I, pissed. I, I don't get it. There's been so many flubs with officiating all year. That's gotten all sorts of attention. You'd think at one point these guys are like all in and we saw it last night too. Like I will, I will come on and say like the Ovechkin one was worse. Terrible. Last night's was bad. Well, that's what we needed though. Rick is we needed Toronto to be affected by this. And now the Toronto media is bringing up the Zach Hyman hook from two days before. Now here's my question though. If Connor or Leon did exactly what Matthews did in terms of get hooked, not hustle back, Take your mouth guard out, yell at the ref, still not hustle back, <laughs> put your mouth guard back in, still not go to the guy. So, and funny. then they get scored on. Do you not think that Leon and Connor are being told these guys are, they don't play two way, blah, blah, whatever that bullshit until the whistle, all that like shit. It was, all of it. He took his mouth guard out. Like he literally could have caught up easily, easily. He could have stopped that play. No fucking problem. Chickering committed the offense behind Matthews and then went ahead of Matthews and scored the goal. Matthews just had to keep pace with Chickering. That goal doesn't go in. It's like, I get it. That's a terrible call. Shouldn't happen. And I totally understand. Yep. Play should have been blown dead. Yep. I haven't even seen this play. So I'm going to look it up while you guys are talking about it. Uh, that terrible. Brady Treturno had a great angle on it. Okay. Um, I just, yeah. If, if that was McDavid who did that, oh my God, the and media no would one, be all no one's brought over this. Him. No one's brought this up. But he, I get you he don't like, like the call, his, but play till the whistle. He takes his mouth guard out of his fucking mouth to yell at the ref. You can't yell with a mouth guard in. Oh yeah, <laughs> there's no defense on this one. There's no Matthews. coming back at all. Yeah. Like Austin Matthews, selkie candidate, right? He's such a good two way player now. Yeah, he takes yeah, mouth guard pulls out, it out, yelling. puts it back. Like go right. Th- Pick us, dude. If he just lays on his belly, takes away that fucking pass. Yep. Yeah. Mm. But no, I just I love the concept that you've seen. You've seen that. Well, we there was an article posted on Oilers Nation there yesterday comparing a, a McDavid possible trade with Matthews, and it's that yeah, that was so bad. Well, he's, Matthews tough. overcome McDavid because of his two way play. Like what? Yeah, that one Leafs reporter who was like, "Oh, that was the values off." Matthews what? is having a big year and he's awesome. Like I, I do. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great. Great player. He's I, a, I will say, I think he's the second best player in the NHL. He's having a really good year right now. Connor's having a meh year right now. Yeah. Where are they in the points? Mm-hmm. Yep. I also just last night, Alex Nadelkovich. How do you say that name? Nadelkovich. That goal that went in on him last night oh. is a masterpiece. Especially, well, you think that was worse than the Mrazic one? 
Yeah, just because the Nadelkovich one, it's like, bro, what were you even trying to do? Yeah, he just takes a swing at it and pumps it right into his own net. I love it. Between his own legs. Yeah, I just... Shout out shout out Nadelkovich and Talbot for almost fighting last night, though. The refs broke that one Again, up. Again, what the fuck are the refs doing? Yeah, let them go. Yeah. Let them... And they literally, the referees got... They never get involved in their yeah. shit. They step back and they watch and they write shit down. They got especially involved. with like a melee going get the on. Fuck out of the way and let the goalies <laughs> go at it. Back to Wednesday's game against the Capitals. I need to give Dan some runway here because his boy Brad <laughs> Malone came out and got a big, big night. Brad Malone's assist on Cody Cece's first period goal was his first NHL point since February 28th of 2016. Between points in the NHL, Malone played 280 AHL games between those points. Later, in the third period, he scored a nice goal assisted by Zach Cassian. I want to talk about Cass too. That was his first goal since 2015. Dan, how happy were you? Well, I mean, like I've just, I've always been a sucker for the, the underdog. And to me, Brad Malone is just one of those guys that, uh, you know, one of the first things that I was able to do with the nation writing articles was my prospect update. And he was just always one of those guys that showed up in that prospect update with a big game here or a, a big fight there. And he just kind of was always a leader on, on those Condor teams and on those, those younger teams, uh, the AHL teams. And so for a guy like that to get his chance at 32, to be able to, uh, to come up and, and make an impact in an NHL game, it's just, it's so exciting to watch. And it's, it's such a, a cool reminder, I think for us as fans who, when we get to watch a guy like Connor McDavid every night, you kind of forget the, the mystique and the fun that that comes along with your first call-ups every time. And so, so for a guy like Brad Malone to, to work his butt off and get to this point and still be able to be effective. It's awesome to see. Get back to this point. Yeah, that's exactly it. Too, like it's, it's one thing. It's one thing to get your shot and you know, it kind of like dips away and you go back to being an HL, but he was able to pick his socks up, keep battling away, take a couple of HL contracts and work yep. his way back in. The That's only, a great point. The only thing is with this guy, and I and I love the fact he can score and, and do what he's doing, is we've been fed the the Brad Malones for this is twenty twenty two right now. Since nineteen ninety two. A hundred percent. We've been, been we've, he is, he's a prototypical, he's, he's like stereotypical nineties guy where he's just hard working, all effort, not a ton of skill there. Just always put his nose. Who was the, the right-handed shot that came up? He had the big beard there. He came up a couple of No, 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 no. Right-handed oh. shot. Uh, is kind of like maybe a bit of a, like a blondie, blondie hair. And I think he's from the Maritimes too. Oh, oh Josh uh, Curry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah there Josh you go. Curry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, he just kind of falls into this same thing, right? And I'm sure Curry scored us a goal or something. I love it. I love the story. But I can't wait till he's not in the lineup anymore because exactly. that means Nuge is back. That means Yes is back. Yep. And yeah, I don't care. It's one other guy, but. But it's just, it's so nice to have that guy that can just step in there. And then, like you said, step out again as soon as he's not needed anymore. And, and he's contributing when he's in there. But he right? contributes when he's there, yeah. And to Brad Malone's credit also, he hasn't played a whole lot, but when he is, he, you notice him. He's throwing his body around out there. I love that. Yep. Big him, yep. hits about yep. from Brad Malone. I also, his post game interview. Fantastic. He's like, well, this is awkward. That's how he started it off after the, after the giving. Do you think next year in like training camp, it's going to be like Oilers versus the Condors? Maybe. Right. Like, I mean, you think about it. We could almost be half Condors by the t- this time next year, especially with Maybe. the salary cap issues. Especially if old Woody sticks around. 
Please, please, please. Why is that even an if, right, Bag Milk? I mean, I know you are not saying it like that. If they, as that's your opinion, if but. they were to not make the playoffs and if they did were to not play well, I would understand kind of thinking about it or looking at things. But uh, so I just don't see that happening. Jason Greger just posted this article just now at OilersNation.com through in the Tippett era. Let's start there. So he was twenty three, eighteen, and three when he was let go. The Oilers averaged three point one eight goals per game and allowed three point three one. I don't. I'm not a math. I'm not a math guy and I'm not a scientist, but if you give up more than you get, chances are you're losing games. Woodcroft, however, he is in 14 games now. They are scoring 3.28 goals per game and allowing only 285. So at five on five, the play has improved incredibly. Special teams, problem. With Woodcroft, the power play is only 18.4%, whereas under Tippett, it was 27.6. Now, I don't think that's... Woodcroft is the problem. No, the They're power play cold. took the power play took a dip well before Woody got here. Exactly. So that's not really fair. That's not really fair. But it unfortunately it is his problem. Yes. My thought is with the way he has the boys playing at five on five, if they can turn the power play around and the penalty kill for that matter, we're we're golden here, boys. I don't think Woody has or any any coach has anything to do with this making this power play better. I think it has to do with the five guy, well, the ten guys on there with the skates on the ice. hundred percent. It's up to them. I mean, when they're not playing well, you see bad passes trying to go side to side. When they're playing better, they're all moving in short little passes. They're moving it quick. It's on the players. It's on the guys with the skates on their on, on their feet right now. They're the ones who need to get them out of this. And that's what I mean. Like, if they turn that shit around, when, I, got no, I got no when problems. When they turn that shit around. I got no problems. And that's exactly why I think they're maybe due for a little bit of a heater here is because I, I I believe it's a when they turn it around on the power play front. There's, you're going to get a 15 game run right away like, where, th- where they operate at 40%. There's almost not 15 games left. I understand what you're saying, but I, I feel coming. like we're running. Out of, it's coming. We're running There's time. Well, you might as well have that bridge in the playoffs. I've been saying it's coming for weeks. <laughs> i got to give a shout out to our friends at Cornerstone Insurance. If you go to cornerstoneins.ca, you will find out all the information that you could ever hope to know about insurance. They've also got the products you need to make sure your life is covered. Auto, residential, commercial, life insurance, whatever you need, they've got it. If you click on the About button, there's the story. For 90 years and four generations, Cornerstone has been a family and employee-owned business here in Edmonton. Citizens of the nation also get a discount on your insurance. Go to cornerstoneins.ca. Another couple of things I want to mention. Zach Cassian came back against the Capitals. Wearing the full cage. Obviously broken jaw. Makes sense. I was worried about Cassian in his first game back because here's my thinking. Hockey is a contact sport. Jaw's still sore. I was worried about him being a little bit tentative. That's not what we got from him. He was throwing his body around. So he said today it wasn't his jaw. It was like his cheek and orbital bone. Ouch. Yeah. Fuck. It doesn't really change things to me. No, no, like it might like your breathing might be a little bit different because you can move your mouth a little bit nicer, but I expected oh, you've seen a lot of players come back from an injury like this and be a little tentative. Especially especially a guy like him who's yeah. you know supposed to be physical all the time. Mm-hmm. Or like that's kind of what we would like. And he's avoided it over the last year, year and a half. Mm-hmm. So to see him come out and like try and hit somebody in the first couple of shifts is awesome. Was fantastic. If we can get that type of a player and you know, all we need out of him is like 10, 12 minutes of game. Yeah. Play got a nice assist line. on a uh, nice assist on Bradley. Great assist on that goal. Yeah. Greatest. I mean, the dude can, the dude can play when he wants to play. The dude can play. 
Mm-hmm. He can play offense. He, he can play. So it's just, it's up to him. We need him to fucking get his game going. I agree. Another little bit of news that came out today is we could have a, an old friend coming back <laughs> into the lineup tomorrow. Tyler, I'm going to start with you. What are your thoughts on Josh Archibald potentially being available tomorrow against Tampa? Uh, I mean, he'll help out on the penalty kill. He'll give you good energy in the bottom six as long as conditioning, as long as his conditioning is up. I think you play the wheels off him for the next four games here on the homestand and you hope someone gives you a fifth round pick on Monday, the 21st at the deadline. You trade him. Dan? Yeah, I like I'm right there with Tyler. I'm, I have questions about conditioning just because it's been such a long time since between playing it's, NHL games. But yeah, it's not uh, exactly easy to come back. We saw yeah. games into the season. We watch it with Evander. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's true. And uh, and yeah, I hope he proves me wrong on that doubt. But but yeah, exactly what Tyler said too. build up your value and we will send you to an American team at the deadline. I don't think they trade him. Like, is his contract up this year? Yeah. Yeah. So he's okay. I don't think they resign him, but I think they hold on to him. You've got whatever, 24 games left. I think 12 are in Canada. Uh, if he plays those, then someone else can play the road games. It eases up on minutes for him. <laughs> and I get it. So I'm just, I, I, yeah, I'm not, this is not what I would do. I don't think, but I kind of get what I, this is what I think they're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think you hold on to him. In an Edmonton Calgary series, he can play all the games. And I think he's inside your top 12 forwards. Yeah. You know, no matter who comes out for at where, I, where he was before the, before this, yes, all happened. Then even, yes, even because we've seen this team go 11 and seven. So if he's in your 12 and then you go down to whatever, a tour through the West and you go back to 11 and seven. And then you come back and you play him. I get it. It's not the greatest. It's, but you've got a, you've got a player here who's better than, better than some of the forwards in the top 12 right now. And I think you have to utilize him. Is a fifth round. Yeah. Like I think you have to utilize him. And I think they will. So I think he walks away at the summertime, but I think if he, as long as he looks okay, they're going to keep him. But like, hear me out. Right now, the way your kind of forward group is constructed with everyone healthy, you're going to run. I just lost the lines. Here we go. McDavid, Kane, Yamamoto, McLeod, Dreisaitl, Hyman. Okay. Let's say Pugliarvi slides back up into the top six on your third line. You're going to have like Nuge, McLeod, and Fogel. Your fourth line, you're going to have Derek Ryan stays in the lineup. Cassian stays in the lineup as well. Or you go back to Nuge, Fogel, Ryan, because that line was... Sure. You go to Nuge, Fogel, Ryan, then your fourth line is Shore with Cassian and who on the left side? Maybe it's Holloway. Maybe you only... But you only have one other spot there. Maybe it's Archibald. If you can trade Archibald and get like a fifth rounder for him... It's another bullet in the gun, really, is what it is. Maybe... And maybe you can go flip and get a bottom six guy who can play center. What if... What if you could flip Archibald for a pick and then flip that pick for an upgrade on Devin Shore? Yeah. That helps you, right? Do you believe in the GM of doing that? That's just a whole nother conversation. Though. Like, Fair. like Fair. If, if we're going to talk about how much I believe in the GM. Let's not talk trade deadline at all. <laughs> all right. Like you look at the, you look at the 12 right now and sorry, but I'd like to see Malone come out just because we have better players ahead of him. I'd like to see short. How dare you? I know. I'd like to see short come out because there's, we have better players ahead of him. At that point, who do you have to put in over Arch or Cassian? Well, it also depends too if the coach wants to go eleven seven. And I so now, so I was listening to the radio and I, I 
Nimalina has to play a certain amount of games before he's uh, until he's um, uh, waiver uh, eligible. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna they may actually not bring him up anymore this year because of a certain amount of games and a certain amount of games next year and just that 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 stupid uh, waiver eligibility type of stuff. You, Maybe Nemo may have played his last game here this year. That'd be a bummer. Uh, just signed a two year contract yep. worth seven sixty two, and he went down. Yeah, and he's about to have a baby. Good for him. But Brober, yeah. like, I mean, and Brober. He's looked, he's playing good. He playing looked, well. I was a little bit worried about him, but he keeps getting better every game. When they gave him that yep. power play time there two or three games ago, whatever the hell it was. And he kind of coughed up the puck a little bit. I was getting a little worried, but that last game, he looked really good. Looked really, really good. How has, how has Lajeson looked for you, Tyler? I'll tell you one thing. When he only plays eight and a half minutes and they go to 60, it is a whole lot more noticeable than when they're playing seven. I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Lajeson didn't play last game, did he? We went 60. Yo, he played. He played. Oh, I guess he was in the for, for, for Barry. Yep. So I think Barry's back. Yeah, Barry will be back. And they Lodge, got some interesting roster moves. Lodgson's going to be out. I think so, yeah. But Russell's going to be available. I don't see him making the lineup. Yeah, I, I wonder if they I wonder if they don't start playing him over Broberg. Not that I would, because I think Broberg's been good. But so a Broberg-Barry third pairing, that's a defensive liability and a guy with not a lot of experience. Yep. How it's a little a, concerning. How about a Broberg? The BB gun to the head. How about a... Broberg yeah. Russell third pairing. I like a Broberg Russell third pairing. Actually, I like Broberg Russell more than I like Broberg Barry. <laughs> <laughs> you like Russell over Barry, essentially. What we're getting at because uh, you don't need Barry. I agree with you. Yeah, gentlemen, it's time to answer some questions. Our friends at Buster's Pizza, ask the idiots. You have submitted questions throughout the week. There was a lot that came in this week, so I'm going to try to burn through these quickly. If I did not sneak you into the episode, I apologize. I just got a lot, and we are already running long, and I can sense Tyler's frustration bubbling under. Why? No, I'm not frustrated. I'm having a good time. Okay. Buster'sPizza.ca. Find a location near you. I guarantee there is one. Go get yourself something to eat. It's Friday. Whether you want some za, maybe a donair. Maybe you submitted a Ask the Idiots question and you've got a gift card coming your way for some free pizza. Tyler, who doesn't love free pizza? I love free pizza. It's not a good button. That was the wrong button. Yep. They can't always be winners. Fair. Ask the Idiots, gentlemen. Dan, I'm going to start with you. Again, these boys have not seen these questions before. And I'm going to take this one out, to be honest. Okay. Dan. Considering yes. the last half of the Oilers schedule this season has some tough opponents. Avs three times, Preds, Caps, Penguins, Wild, Tampa, and taking into account we can't win with Smith in net. It's not that hard to see a world where the Oilers miss the playoffs. Do you agree or disagree? I don't see that world. I refuse to acknowledge that world. There is a world that exists where the Oilers don't make the playoffs but I'm not allowing it into my world. So no, Rick, no Tyler. There's like a 40% chance they missed the playoffs. So yeah. Oh, here goes math, man. Yeah. Fucking Tyler's math. <laughs> number munchers over here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say, I also am uh, living in a beautiful world of, of denial. So no, this world does not exist to me. No. All right. Question number two, Tyler, I'm starting with you. Is yep. it time for the Oilers to empty the bank, pay whatever price the Coyotes want for Chitrin and try to ensure they make the playoffs? They need either a new superstar goaltender, which isn't going to happen, or a bolstered defense to help hemorrhaging to help stop the hemorrhaging weak goals against. Mm. Is it time to empty the clip for a guy like Chitrin? So it's the emptying the clip. If you want to get a deal done, is probably like Broberg a first and another piece. That's a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. You need to be sold on Chitrin being the guy, but what's I think other, I am. What's the other piece? Lavoie, something, yeah. I make that deal. 
Yeah, I, I, th- I think today. I probably do too. Cause I, again, yeah, I want to win today. Yeah. Uh, I think I'd take Barry back in the deal too, to make the money work, obviously. And you know, maybe you even convince him to throw in like a Carol Famelka too. Hmm? Maybe, maybe get a goalie in this mix. Never know. Rick, you making that deal? Or are you making a deal to go all in on a guy like Chikrin? Yeah, I don't think that guarantees you anything. No. Um, Ain't no guarantees. In but I'll make, I'm making that deal. Lavoie, Broberg, and a first for Chikrin. Yeah, I'll, I'll make that right now. I would too. Dan, thoughts? Well, that's, yeah. I mean, like if, if you set the parameters as that deal that Tyler laid out, I'm making the deal. But I don't know if I'd go much further than that. Like it's, it's one of those things where... You know, you, you got to make sure that you're getting the value for a guy that you're comfortable with. And, and so, yeah, I can't I, create another hole. So you can't take like a roster yeah. spot from a forward. Yeah. 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 So I, so to unload the bag, I wouldn't, but I would go pretty high on it. Last week's eyebrow or toe question has inspired some oh different ones this week. And I'm excited <laughs> about them. I almost forgot about Rick, I'm going to start with you. Which Oilers skater do you believe would be the best goaltender? Oh, that's easy. Chris Russell. That's my answer too. So Chris Russell times two. Tyler? I feel the need to get different on this one. I mean, he already has the saves. Oh yeah. I want to go to He's leading the way. He's got them silver shin pads. He does. And that makes a ton of sense. Um, hmm. Who else would be a good goalie? Pure size wise, maybe Nima Linen, you know? Yeah, big guy. Like you just like big, that, tall you like goaltender. That, that you like when Miko goes, puts his like heels on each post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I'll go Nima Linen. Dan? Uh, I was trying to be all kinds of clever with it, but uh, I'll just go with Josh Archibald because that way we don't take up a thing. <laughs> what about uh, what about Cody Cece? He low key thick. He could play goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you got something you want to say? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Rick. Next question: Hasi, it is for Buster's Pizza. Should the NHL change the names of their awards to more recent players? No, I'm a purist. I guess there's a time in which you do that. Uh, no, I can't think of one yet, though. Tyler. No, but you add two new ones. You add like the Bobby Orr Award for the best offensive defenseman. Oh, and then there's the I best like defensive that. defenseman for the Norris. Right, and yeah. then you add the Wayne Gretzky trophy for most assists in a season. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's fine. A couple of basic pieces of hardware. Dan, are you changing the name of the NHL awards? Uh, I've kind of gone back and forth on that. Like, I don't like, I'm not a big fan of like the Mark Messier award myself, even wow. I, I don't know. It's, it's such a stance to put a, na- a player's name on something and say that they stand for that example of it. But he like, was to a me, a better leader is Steve Eiserman than Mark Messier, in my opinion. Why? And so it just kind of creates a debate by attaching a name to the, well, I only remember your... Messier is a Canuck. <laughs> greatest, greatest, greatest Canuck ever. Yeah, greatest Canuck ever. But, they were but like, do you, do you understand? Or does, does anybody else feel that way? Where it's just like, if you attach a name to it, it it really it connects them to it. Whereas it should be about the the thing that it is. Like to me, Lidstrom should not be named after the award that he won more than most people did in that entire decade or two. Rocket yeah, Richard. Yeah, like, but that's the nice part about the history of the awards right now is that for the younger generation the the names don't mean as much right like the rocket richard is you know new the rocket it's it's yeah it's new but it's the rocket richard award and that's like the younger fans don't associate it with the kind of player maurice rocket richard was in a way right you get what i'm saying like the norris trophy no one no young fan knows who james norris was 
They just know that's the award for the thing, right? Like they've almost taken on a life I of their was, own in a way. Oh yeah. No, I thought it was Jack Norris for a second there. Oh, sorry. No, Jack's the coach. Um, yep. Idiot. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Sorry. Jack Morris, <laughs> the MLB pitcher. That's where my brain went to. Uh, just to wrap it up. I don't care about the names of the awards. So call yeah. them whatever you want. Just call give them. us, give us, give us the big one. Yeah. Stanley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't Lord. care about what the rest of them are called. Uh, next question. Ask the idiots. Okay. You got a multiple choice now. Oh, Tyler, are you ready? I struggle with these. Where's my Scantron? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Would you rather be a, the Oilers GM for one year and make any trades moves you want? Oh, that's juicy. B, the head of NHL officiating so that you can either discipline referees or change the rules entirely. <laughs> no. C, Operate a t-shirt cannon at Rogers place for the rest of your life. Oh fuck. You said the GM. I'm sorry. I missed a bag milk. Uh, a was you are the Oilers GM for one year only and you make any trades moves you want. So you said the GM one and I was like, how are you going to come up with something that could possibly be better than that? (laughs) But those t-shirt guns look fun as hell. Yeah, They do. And you get to do it forever, forever. And the GM's just for a year. Just one year. You got 12 months. I'm taking the GM job. How long is the refereeing thing? Uh, that is also, uh, there's no timeline on that one. So that's just, your there's no gig. way you're, you're like, oh, who gets a fuck? I'm doing that for sure. Tyler. What? Why? I'm going to be have... the guy that's in the ear of every referee ever forever. I yeah, but there's no, there's no, there's no like with. recourse. You're like, yeah, you're what? terrible. However, oh, yeah. I can't go and fire your ass because nobody else would get behind you. That's a good point. Well, that's, but. Uh, well, yeah, I guess I, I, I assumed the role meant and that then we're going to be yelling fire at, and fire. We're going to be yelling at, at we're going to be yelling at Dan yeah. because yes. Ovechkin's hooking uh, Hyman. <laughs> yeah, and I would love Dan. That, why can't your linesman figure out a fucking offside? Yeah, is? I, don't, I don't want that pressure. I also think if you take the GM one, you'd come back with a lot, uh, a lot better perspective for me, at least I was, when I, I criticize would, the moves. I would That's love true. The everybody GM would be job. like, you could make this deal. And Tyler would be like, no, you couldn't. I'd love I just still do this podcast. See, and, though. And, but t-shirt guy, you got to like work during the game. You can't really watch. There's no time for beer during the game. I'm a t-shirt guy. I'm going to blast you with that fucking thing. The rest of my life, I love that. Eighty-year-old bag milk firing cannons out there. If yeah, anyone has Rotan access to one, can we have it from yeah. row ten across the ice at the visitor bench? Yep. Like I am picking these guys off mm-hmm. one by one. If you're walking up it's the like stairs and I'm operating, days. yeah. If you're walking up the stairs and I'm operating that cannon, I am shooting at you. That's <laughs> true. So um, I'm gonna go aiming for your nachos. Hundred percent. That's my move with my new t-shirt cannon gig. I will be accepting the paycheck for it, and I will also have a good time. <laughs> All right. Great question. This is another good question, Dan. So I'm going to start with you with the movie, the Batman coming out last week. Who has been the best Batman? I'm not talking about best movie. Who is the best Batman? Uh, look, look, uh, Adam West. It's Adam West. I mean, it's How like, dare you. to me, he just, he made it, he made it fun. He's the guy that I always grew up watching as Batman. He's the Batman to me. When? Where did you watch Adam West's Batman? Buddy, I'm old. <laughs> I am I know older, you're older than, than you. But <laughs> I know. I just realized that as I said it. But yeah, well, I, I just—I don't know. I always—I was always able to watch them. Same bat time, after school. same bat channel. Yep. So that was always an old saying. The only reason I get a feel for Batman, or sorry, Adam West's Batman, is because of Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He otherwise, was great on Family. Otherwise, guy. there's only two guys to pick from, okay. and that's. Bale and the and the OG Keaton. Yep. However, the correct answer is Bruce Wayne. He's the only Batman. That is true. He is the only Batman. But who's the best actor as Batman? 
Uh, Keaton. I too am going to jump in. Michael Keaton. I don't think he was the best Bruce Wayne. I think there could have been a better Bruce Wayne, but as far as a Batman, I thought he was a great Batman. Is he not coming back to, are they not doing another one with him as Batman? I don't know. Are they? I are they do it in, into the bat verse. I don't know what that means. Tyler, you're the youngest one on this one. Who is the best Batman? <laughs> Tyler doesn't know who Adam West is. He's no, I do. Cause Clooney. I know him from family guy. Uh, well, See, I go. told you that's the only reason Bill <laughs> West is because family guy ready for the most Uremtrek answer ever. Yeah. Is it George Val Kilmer? Clooney. Say Val Kilmer. George Clooney. I've never Nichols. seen a Batman movie. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. You got- what the hell is going on? <laughs> not one. There's no way. Not one Batman. I've never ever. seen a, I've never, I've never seen a superhero movie. You've Stop. never seen any of the Marvels? No. The Dark Knight isn't a superhero. It is over. <laughs> We're sending the ending the show right there. And I thought the Dark Knight. Like, is is not a movie it's an experience dark knight's awesome i can yeah, say some fair. of these things because sci-fi like i've never seen like a star wars or a star trek i've seen the star wars actually in those little hobbit Ugh. guys i have never seen any of those or harry potter none of that I've shit seen harry potter none of that stuff but I, I i just of all the marvel movies you haven't seen one there's like 612 this is shocking that you've never seen a single batman yep that's i don't even know that's possible wow I'm rattled. Uh, I'm not you, even a big movie guy. I'm I've not a big movie it. guy, like at all, clearly. I'm rattled. Yeah, sorry, I think everybody. this is going to be devastating news when people find this out. When they listen to this and they see, they hear no Batman. This is not going to help my image problem. We've, we've as a company, have failed over COVID <laughs> because we knew you had a, a, a movie issue. Yes, we did. At the very beginning of yep. COVID. And it was supposed to be a thing like you're going to watch a good movie every week or something like that. And we let it go away. Yep. We had all this time on our hands. Yeah. You all didn't use avoiding just, the grind. And know. here we are. They just don't, doesn't do it for me. Mm. See, those ones, like I said, I'm not a big movie yeah, guy, yeah. but those ones are, I have of the so first two, the Keatons. I should. Yeah. Like the one with Heath so, Ledger is so fucking good. I know. And yeah. I, and I believe I would like it. It's just a matter of me sitting down and watching it. Even the Tom Hardy so, one, the third on. one's awesome too. I'm Bane? just curious, fucking Tyler, great. my yeah. stepkids, my stepkids have the same kind of feeling as you where they just, they don't like old movies, but they say it's because of like the, the graininess of the film. Is that your issue too? Like, is it the quality of the film no. or is it just the fact that it's old and you know it? No, I just, no, it's not even the fact it's old. It's just the fact I'm not a, like, I, what would, I'm trying to think of the last time I sat down and watched a movie and like, I honestly okay. couldn't tell you. Got it. Interesting. What do you turn on when you're yeah, on the, what do you, what do you, you just like, throw on sports or what? You're having a nap on a Saturday afternoon. I, I, I always have movies on in the background. So I'll throw on, always something on. I throw on like sports and before bed, I usually, I have like a handful of TV shows. I like cycling through. So I just watch an episode, like an old sitcom. Fall asleep to that. I dig it. Okay. I, I, I understand, where, you come, I understand hey. where you're coming from because I, the half an hour shows I'm about it there. It's just, it just feels good. Just turn it on. It is what it is. Yeah. And it feels like a, a movie is such a long, and I feel like commitment. with a movie I need. So like for me, if I'm sitting there and just trying to relax before bed, same episode of Seinfeld I've seen eight times, just throw it on. If I Love fall asleep, it. I don't care. Yeah. I feel like with a movie, if I turn it on either a, I need to invest in it or B I'm going to get invested in and stay up for two hours. Yeah, well, a, that's, that's just it. You have to watch yeah, the movie. That's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like there's channels like AMC where they play a lot of movies that I've, I love movies. So there's, I throw that on all the time because if gone in 60 seconds is on, Good one. I've seen that movie so many times that I could just, look and be like, Oh yeah, this part's fun. Like I don't have to feel fully invested in it. See, like yeah, I turn on jaws. I'm, I'm screwed. I have to watch it. Yeah. Like I know everything is going to happen. I've seen it all. And it, you've got to watch one movie, Tyler. I feel like you'll like this. If I see it's on TV, I will watch it all the way through, which is a massive investment is Titanic. 
Oh, I was going to say Shawshank. <laughs> Shawshank always. I've never seen Titanic. The documentary bag milk. Yes. Titanic. Shout out to Christy Intern. Uh, but Tyler, I had a question for you. How many movie? How many times have you been in a movie theater then in your life? In my life, like a good amount of times. Like I've I've gone into okay. movies. Like I really okay. enjoyed Knives Knives Out. That was a good one. Um, I couldn't even tell you the last time I went to a movie. But yeah, like I have obviously out. haven't gone since COVID, and before then, I would like. And my girlfriend's not a big movie fan either, so that's probably why we yeah. don't. Um, but like, I'd say we'd go every six to eight months. Is how often I'd see a movie. I can go a couple of years. Yeah. Last it, time I, don't, I went that to doesn't see, do it for me either. Sitting in a theater. Last time I went to a theater was to see Avengers Endgame, just because I wanted to be part Taking of the experience. what everybody was talking about. And I had seen so few of the movies leading up to that one that I didn't know who anybody was. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> I was like, hey, Ron, Iron Man, I know you. <laughs> All right. Last question. I feel like arguably the most important one. We've got a trip coming up to Calgary at the end of this month. Backsidetours.com. Go check it out. Get your spot. We are over half sold already. So if you're waiting, you're going to miss. Now, don't miss. This is the important question. All three of you I have roomed with at one point or another. <laughs> this question comes in from Aaron. Why are you the ideal roommate for bag milk on a nation vacation? Tyler? I keep it light. I'm very clean and respectful. And, uh, <laughs> and I think sometimes Those like, I think good I'm good things. with you bag milk of yeah. walking the line of partying hard, yeah. but also just making sure you don't stray too far the other way. Like when you were yelling into the cone and Jasper and the neighbors were yelling and I had to, I you know, calm everything down. So as, you far know, as, as far as I know, that didn't happen. Oh yeah. But I think, I think I walked the line of partying hard and being responsible. <laughs> so you're trying to keep them on the line that you got the leash and you're just, yeah, uh, keep, them right, like. to keep them right on the line. Though. Yeah. yeah I guess that's you. what it sounds like. I think that's why I'm good. Rick, we've been roommates a bunch of times. Yeah. You know what? I think it's, uh, there, there's, there's multiple, there's multiple reasons or multiple uh, things here. One <laughs> liquor. Yeah, of course. Science. Mm -hmm. I'm patient. So when I get like, I come back with my, uh, my quesadilla at two 30 in the morning and I go to open the door <laughs> and the door handle opens, <laughs> but then it only opens like, like a, not even an inch, maybe a half inch. Cause the latch is there. You try and bang on the door a little bit, and a bit of nothing. Well, I just sat down and ate my uh, ate my quesadilla, and then somehow you woke up. Yeah, it was a really well That's patient. A hell of a story. Yeah, and I just ate it in the hallway. What was the science part about though? It's science. Science. Yeah, we appreciate science. Yeah. Also, Rick is always really good as my roommate when it's the end of the night. He makes me have water, gives me an Advil, and you know, and I was going to say that I'm very prepped for the one rule that we have for nation trips. Yes. Yeah. One before 10, mm -hmm. 10 before one. Always. If you're smart, you make sure your room is Gatorade. A mm -hmm. couple small things of vodka, even though they're going to call you out and say, you guys didn't drink it. There, yeah, we did drink it. We did. It's still a fucking issue, <laughs> but it was way better than the previous time there. When we, when we had to go find like those little bottles of fireball yeah. at like, 958 or something like that. Yeah, no you good. just try and drink out of the, I can't drink out of those things, man. I know it's only an ounce, but it takes like an hour to pour in your, it's terrible. Um, so yeah, you need, you need to be ready for 10 before one or one before 10. So I think that Rick's answer, Tyler, is that he also cares for me, but in a different way. Yep. Fair enough. True. Dan, we've only been, only been roommates once that I can remember on a trip. Yes. And if I remember correctly, I brought a bunch of people back to our room at like 3 a.m. and it was not <laughs> the most sure welcomed addition to your sleep. <laughs> Why would you be the ideal roommate for bag milk? 
Well, I see, I, I don't know if I am because I'm always the dad on the trips because I <laughs> yes, can never, are. I can, I can never really check out of a trip just because of the travel element. And then second of all, whoa, nice zoom in Tyler on Holy. the, uh, on the camera there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, I'm often find myself back in the room earlier than you because, uh, I have to clip hockey fights. Yep. And so I was, I was dead to the world when you brought all your friends back. So <laughs> I guess the advantage was I was just laying in the mattress and people were laying on top of me and it mm-hmm. didn't bother me one bit he goes, to the, he goes to the really room awful early stories. so he can get a good sleep so he can be there for the f- first set of horses in the morning yeah, yeah exactly. ponies, don't lie to anybody we know damn well what you're doing in the morning <laughs> yeah those ponies don't wish nobody dan's got his, I, a pocket full of bills <laughs> yep he's got his and horses a at hand oh he's, he's got a, he's got his pamphlet and he's thrown down some and he's thrown down some cheddar 8 30 in, in the morning we races have a, we have an intimate relationship it's true <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do the little spinning machine because we got to give out a, a gift card for somebody that submitted a question. Again, oh, bag milk. Remember last week we said we were going to start picking our winners. Oh, okay. Yes, that's true. Let's vote on it. So just to recap, boys, uh, looking at the schedule, will the others miss the playoffs? I'm just eliminating that one from contention. How's that? <laughs> it's Delete it's a it. terrible island Delete to have it. to think of. Put gone. it in the garbage can. Yep, gone. Empty your garbage can. So these are the options, boys, that we're going to vote on. Best skater to be attendee. Should the NHL change the name of the awards? The multiple choice where you're the GM, the officiating guy, or the t-shirt cannon guy. Best Batman, ideal roommate for bag milk. Those are your five options. Multiple I, choice. I vote roommate one. Tyler gets roommate one. Multiple choice. Rick says multiple choice. Dan? I Yeah, I got to go with Rick on the multiple choice. The GM question was really good. Uh, I will also do that one because I won't be selfish. Otherwise, I'm just creating another tie and we got a problem. So congratulations. Here's a, here's a question. Yeah. Do you think it's the same price for like four, maybe three double rooms as it is for like a suite? That's a good question. Because when we we were roommates to Calgary last year. Oh, yeah. We had a suite. But we had so a suite. We. Yeah. We had like we're staying rooms. in the same place. Oh, we should. We should. We could all be roommates. Yeah, we could. We should be looking into this. So like for Vegas next year, yeah. I'm going to assume we're going to go. Mm-hmm. We'll, you know, we'll get everyone gets a room or whatever. And then we'll set up like a, a suite where, you know, like four or five or six of us get to go in it. That'd be fun. That'd be And fun. we could have a watch party there. Or it'd be a disaster. Or it would be, or it would be the hangover four. Cause I was sometimes yeah, I don't, hangover four. I, yeah. You're going to have a watch party at the bar somewhere. Sometimes I don't watch. Maybe, do, you have, do you think they have TVs at CVS's? No, <laughs> we could have like, like four dollars and fifty cents. Oiler fans in a CVS. Four dollars and fifty six cents for a, a tall boy. Like, yeah. That is great yeah. value. Tyler, great value. Get your buttons ready. Okay. We're gonna wrap up this here podcast with another edition of Hot Cold Performers. Unsponsored right now. If you want to be the sponsor of Hot Cold Performers, hit me up. You own a local business. Hit us up. Or if you just want to give us money. If you, yeah, if you're a listener and you have a, you know, like if you want, if, it, if it's Ted's hot and cold performers, that's fine. I'm good. And we'll just promote whatever to, you want. Every trying week. To, yeah. You got some like dollars you need to kind of try and hide. I yeah. mean, maybe no time. It's tax Are time you looking to embezzle money? Well, not embezzle, but maybe yeah. like, uh, like if you forget monitor? it outside and we'll, we'll find it. Like, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you okay. accidentally drop a bag full of cash in a garbage can, we have some boxes we can hide them in up here. Yeah. Yep. Lots Makes of sense. boxes. All right. As we do every week, we start off with our veggies, looking at the last seven days of our lives. Maybe things that didn't go so well. Tyler, I'm starting off with you, your cold performer of the week. 
Uh, this was going to be my hot performer, but then I came up with another hot performer. So I'm finding a way to flip it in my cold performer. I'm very happy. Major league baseball is back and that we're going to get a full 162 game season. But during the lockout, we were told that as soon as this CBA was signed, that it was going to be mayhem transaction wise, free agents, big names, huge trades, all this stuff. And it has been 24 hours since the CBA was signed. And we still haven't seen all these big moves. So my cold performer goes to the GMs for not giving me what I want. And that is lots of big trades early in the MLB season. What the hell is going on? Tyler, you know that I'm going to be last year. I watched about, I'd say 60 Jays games. Mm -hmm. I'm committing to more this year. Are we going to have a fun year, Tyler? Yes. It's going to be a really good year and they're not done yet. They're going to, they're going to do something big. They're going to get a big name. They are. Rick, you're a cold performer of the week. Well, you know what? I did it last week, but they're, they're, they're doing it again and it's all around the league and it's being called out, but nothing's ever being done about it. And it's guys with the orange stripes on their arms and guys without the orange stripes with their arms. But as long as they're wearing vertical zebras, these guys need to figure their shit out. It's not just an Oiler thing. We watched with, 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 uh, Matthews last night. So let's not even put it on those guys. It's on the guys in the upstairs in the, in the suits who are refusing to fix this and not do a damn thing about the officiating and the linesman crew. You're making a mockery of this league. You're ruining games and, uh, yeah, you're pissing all of us off. So to go out and fix this officiating issue. It's been up and down like a toilet seat, really. I haven't seen any ups, mostly downs. Nation Dan, your cold performer of the week. The ups are all the offside. Mm -hmm. Well, my cold performer of the week is going to be a a selfish one because it's given me a lot of frustration and stress this week. It's going to go out to Instagram for giving hockey fights a soft block for posting a fight. That's, That's all I got. Instagram, you're my cold performer of the week. Leave us alone, Zuckerberg. Uh, My cold performer of the week is Tyler, and I'm going to tell you why. What the fuck? I like this. Tyler (laughs) gets my cold performer because I gave him an opportunity to acknowledge his admiration for Cody Cece earlier in the podcast, and he refused to do it. It's true. I said he thick. You did say he thick, but why did you say that? Because there was a picture of him with no shirt on on Twitter, and I was like, hey, damn, he looks good. You said you would be okay, at least understanding... If your missus left you for Cody Cece. Financially, it would be a good move for her. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see your abs. Yes, it would. They are not on Cody Cece's level. Uh Uh-huh. So there's my cold performer of the week. It's Tyler. Are you thrilled? (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. Financially, it would be a much better choice. I promise you that. All right. Let's end off the week with some bright sides, like some good news. So I'm going to start it off because I'm selfish. Hot performer of the week for me, Jeremy Koopel. The hero this city needs. If you don't know the name, he is the Oilers video coach. And the reason that they have had what? Three, four? Yeah, three in the last couple of games. Three goals called back in the last couple of games because our man is on top of that blue line in a way we have never seen before. Jeremy Cooper, hot performer of the week. He's a hot guy. I'm going to hop in too and just say he was my hot performer as well. This guy is seeing offsides before they even fucking happen. He's an absolute machine. Rick and I were talking about that before we started recording. What do you think the process is? Do you think when the boys cross the blue line, he's already on the iPad looking at it and just ignoring what's going on in the zone? I think he's absolutely dialed into the zone entries. And I think there's probably a team element. There's probably more than just him, but I bet you there's him and someone else and they have the ability to dial back replays in like a quick broadcast like fashion. How angry do you think he gets when he sees one and he's like, yeah, this is offside. And then someone makes a big save and he's like, 
That was my fucking time to shine, you guys. What the? F- he just elbows. My, yeah, elbows Woodcroft. He's like, I would have had you on that one, Woody. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I love when they score, and you see the coaches with the little mic thing, and they're like, Oh, hello, hello. yeah, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, we're challenging it. Yeah, and I just as imagine, soon as yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was, just, yeah, I imagine him kind of similar thing, like a goal gets scored, and he knows it because maybe him and his partner have already seen that it's an outside, and they're standing up like fist fighting, like, fuck yeah, we got him. Woo! The only guy, the only home team guys cheering when they, uh, the other team yeah. scores, like, yeah. Challenge that shit, Woody. I just like to see some more drama in it when he's going to challenge one, maybe lower him from the rafters. That's what I'd like to see. Or actually well, put him on the big screen at Rogers, like ISO cam and have like, like the, the coop cam. The more he does this, the more Oilers fans will get on board with that. Yeah. If we have a coop cam, everybody's into it. Sportsnet would be wise to cut to Woodcroft and his staff right after the other team scores though, because you're right. That's the, that's the first indication you're going to see that there's a call from upstairs is if Woodcroft goes to the ear, then you can just start to build up that intrigue. Like, Oh, it. oh hold on everybody. Dan, your hot performer of the week. Well, I think this is a uh, pretty well uh, given here. He was <laughs> selected in the fourth round in 2007 by the Colorado Avalanche, 105th overall, but he ended up being number one in every Oiler fan's heart last <laughs> night after being able to single-handedly beat the Washington. No, he, he had a great game. It's fun to watch. And like Rick said, I'm excited for when he's not necessarily needed in the lineup anymore, but you are my hot performer of the week, Mr. Bradley Malone. Thank you very much. I can't believe- Rick, wrap it up. Hot performer of the week. We're going to go to the big fella. I know he had uh, got sent down to Baco this this week, but he got sent down because he's having a baby mm-hmm. and uh, he's about to have a baby. And then he got his two year uh, contract. That's so we're going to give it to Marcus Niemalainen. You guys, a uh, big part of our future going forward, I believe. So uh, it's nice to see him getting inked up. This is why I'm hot. I'm hot because I'm flat. You ain't because you not. Last week, I asked you guys if you had a goal song. Did you have time to think about it over the last seven days? No. Anybody? Tyler forgot? Well, mine, I already picked mine last week. Glorious. The yep. entry Thank song you. for one Bobby Roode in the WWE. Rick, you got one? Yeah. So, uh, and I don't know how long, how long are we keep them for? A couple of weeks? Do you roll it all season with it? Or do you want to swap it up? Maybe you swap it up. I think for the first one, just uh, names, namesake, we'll go uh, Rick Flair Trip. Oh, nice. Ooh, I like that one. I like yeah. that. All right. And with that, we are going to wrap up episode 183 of Oilers Nation Radio. Shout out to DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Cornerstone Insurance, and Buster's Pizza for making it all possible. And most importantly, all of you, you listen. That's why we're here. That's why we get to chat. And that's why I get to look at Tyler. So for all of you and for all of us, I say thank you. Have a great weekend. Big, big, big week. Let's go, Oilers. Here for the Oilers. Last thing before you touch that button, Tyler, score prediction for tomorrow's game against the Tampa Bay Lightning 4 2 win. 4 2 win. Dan? Uh, I'm going to say four, three overtime loss. Rick five to W. There you go. Well, nation radio episode one, eight, three in the books. Tyler, you can push your button now. Shout out. Thanks for listening Brad to Malone. nation radio delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row. Dreaming of something better. Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.